This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. When we're making memories, happy days can reappear. Whoa! Oh, people sure drive fast around here. Let there be music from regions beyond. Everybody and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. As always, I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this, my friends, is show number 108 for the week of March 1st, 2009. News from Walt Disney World starts off this week's show as we talk about how you can check in online before you arrive at your Disney Resort, fun sporting events taking place this month, and a great way to spend an evening at the Flower Power Concert Series as part of Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival. I'm happy to be joined this week on a roundtable discussion by some of the greatest moms around, for they are some of the members of the 2009 Disney Moms Panel. This group of real-world moms, and a dad, offer advice to guests traveling to Walt Disney World through an interactive Q&A site at DisneyWorldMoms.com. The moms join me to talk about their experience, some tips, some interesting questions they received, and lots more. It's a fun conversation with some people who share our passion and get to help others with their questions. I talk all the time about how Disney World is for everyone and how accommodating they are to so many people. What many don't realize is that Disney also helps to recognize and help those people who serve the United States through military and uniform service. Through a variety of programs, offerings, and daily ceremonies, Disney makes it easy and affordable for military families to enjoy all that Walt Disney World has to offer. Staff Sergeant Mitch Brannan joins me to talk about the military's private resort on property, discounts and benefits for the military and their families, as well as the often overlooked yet wonderful daily ceremony in the parks that every guest should enjoy. I'll announce the winner of last week's Walt Disney World Trivia Contest and give you the answers to the questions and give you another opportunity this week to test your knowledge for a chance to win a prize package. Finally, for some time now, I've been telling you that I've been working on a number of things for the show and site, and it's time for me to let you in on what's been going on backstage at WDW Radio and what's coming in the future. And just when you think that I've told you everything, I've saved one of the biggest and special surprises for last. Stay tuned to the end of the show for some more announcements as well as some of your great voicemails this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Let's start with some Walt Disney World news. And first, Walt Disney World launched its new online check-in service last week, which is going to simplify and streamline your arrivals at the resort. The new service is completely free, and it's available to guests who are staying at select Walt Disney World resorts 
and Disney Vacation Club members. Here's how it works. Within 10 days of your arrival date, you can go online, provide your check-in information, advise the resort of your arrival time approximately, and you can also request room preferences at that time, although, as always, they can't be guaranteed. You can also register the names of all the people in your party and provide a credit card number to cover charges at the hotel. Once you arrive at the resort, you go to a special welcome location separate from the normal check-in line, where there you pick up your room keys and your registration packet, saving you a lot of time at the desk and, of course, online. And, of course, there will be Disney cast members there on hand to help you provide additional information or to answer any of your questions. For more information about the new online check-in service, you can go and visit DisneyWorld.com. Starting this week, the Atlanta Braves Major League Baseball team are up to bat through March 30th for their 12th spring training season at Disney's Wide World of Sports Complex. And in addition to some great up-close baseball, there's lots to do for the entire family, including Disney characters, live music, and even better yet for your kids, they get to run the bases after every game, which I think is very cool. I would like to try it myself. But anyway, for example, this week's schedule at Champion Stadium at Wide World of Sports includes Friday, March 6th, the Houston Astros, Sunday, March 8th, the world champion Philadelphia Phillies, and Thursday, March 12th, the Washington Nationals. Now, individual and group game tickets for the Braves' expanded home spring training schedule are for sale on the 18-game slate. You can purchase individual tickets through Ticketmaster at Ticketmaster.com or by calling 407-839-3900. Or if you're going to be in Walt Disney World, you can just head on over to Disney's Wide World of Sports Complex box office. Prices are reasonable. They're about $15 for general admission lawn seats, up to $28 to lower reserved. You can add a $4 premium for games like the Yankees, Mets, and Red Sox. Information about group tickets and mini packs are available by calling 407-939-GAME or go online at DisneySports.com. And if that wasn't enough, fans attending games this year have opportunities for the first time to customize their experience with a bunch of new immersive features created specifically for spectators. So, for example, you can have an on-field spectator experience for $75 per person. This option allows a very limited number of fans to watch pregame batting practice and warm-ups right on the field, right behind home plate. Fans also purchasing this option will get a free disposable Kodak camera. There are also special pre-game and in-game concerts that are free in the ballpark featuring blues musicians Ruth King and Jeff Coffey at certain select games. For $18.95 per person, you can take part in the all-you-can-eat buffet in a specially designated patio area along the third base size that includes all-you-can-eat hot dogs, hamburger, popcorn, soda, and bottled water. Like I said, there's also going to be Disney character appearances, and there's also going to be six games that have a music theme to them. So they'll have music from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, as well as Latin music. There's also going to be trivia contests, promotional nights, all designed to give baseball fans a spring training experience they can't get anywhere else. I can tell you, if you've never been down to Wide World of Sports, you love baseball, this is the place to go see spring training. The stadium is beautiful. You really get up close with the players, and it's a wonderful, wonderful experience, a great way to enhance your Disney World vacation. Again, for more information, you can call 407-939-GAME 
or go to DisneySports.com. Speaking of sports, good luck to everybody who's going to be participating in Disney's Princess Half Marathon Weekend this coming week from March 6th through the 8th. The Princess Half Marathon Weekend brings women together of all ages to participate in an event designed just for them, of course, with the Disney princesses as the inspiration and theme. The weekend includes an expo at Wide World of Sports, a lot going on there this weekend, and the Half Marathon, Family 5K, and kids races that start and finish at Epcot. If you're interested in going to cheer or run next year, for more information, you can visit DisneyPrincessHalfMarathon.com. The annual meeting of shareholders of the Walt Disney Company, including comments by management, is going to be available via live audio webcast at Disney.com slash investors starting at 1 p.m. Eastern on March 10th, 2009. Replays are going to be provided through that same link until March 24th, 2009 at 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, before that meeting, if you want to hear President and Chief Executive Officer Bob Iger do some Q&A, you can listen to a live webcast of the Deutsche Bank Media and Telecom Conference on Tuesday, March 3rd, 2009 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. To listen, you can also go and visit Disney.com slash investors about 15 minutes prior to the start time. A replay for that is going to be available through Tuesday, March 17th, 2009 at 1 p.m. Eastern. Disney fans and Star Wars fans, get ready because Star Wars Weekends is coming between May 22nd and June 14th of this year. But more importantly, StarWars.com has just revealed to fans the latest and last in the series of big figs, which are going to be released at Star Wars Weekends later on this year. These are set to be the final four in the series of Star Wars Disney character statues. They're going to retail for $195 each and be limited to only $600. $500 for Walt Disney World and the remaining $100 for Disneyland. But this is where it gets good because the last four figures are Mickey, Luke Skywalker with Yoda on his back, Minnie Leia, yes, in the gold bikini, Goofy Chewbacca, and the piece de resistance, Donald Duck frozen in carbonite. And those are set to be released probably the second week in June, right in the middle of Star Wars weekends. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to an article on my site that has photos from StarWars.com. These, I have a feeling, are going to sell out probably faster than any other ones in history, which obviously sell very, very fast on their own. But they are very cool and, again, set to be the last in the Star Wars Disney Big Fig series. Finally, with the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival coming up in the next few weeks, I wanted to share with you the lineup for this year's Flower Power Concert Series, which takes place most nights at 515 6.30 and 7.45 at the America Gardens Theater. The acts and music, which are of course free with your admission to Epcot, are subject to change, but include from March 20th through the 22nd, right when we're going to be doing the radio show Meet of the Month, by the way, Davy Jones, and I mean the guy from the monkeys, not the octopus face pirate from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. From March 27th through the 29th, Paul Revere and the Raiders. From April 3rd through the 5th, the Turtles, featuring Flo and Eddie. You guys know the Turtles, so happy together. From April 10th through the 12th, Herman's Hermits, starring Peter Noon. You know them from songs like I'm Into Something Good. Come on, kids, work with me. April 17th through the 19th, The Ventures. 
April 24th through the 26th. Harold Melvin's Blue Notes, who are new to the series this year, probably not with Teddy Prendergrass, though. May 1st through the 3rd, always a great show, Chubby Checker and the Wildcats. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. May 8th through the 10th, Ricky Nelson, remembered featuring the Nelsons. May 15th through the 17th, Jose Feliciano. May 22nd through the 24th, The Fifth Dimension. And May 29th through the 31st, Tony Orlando, but not Dawn. Come on, you guys know, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, knock three times. Anyway, I'm showing my age, but if you guys want to go and enjoy music from the 60s and the 70s during the Flower Power Concert Series, you can go and visit Disney's website, a ball about the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. I will, of course, put that link in this week's show notes. So a relatively quiet week in news coming out of Walt Disney World. But if you have news that you want to share, email me at lou at wdwradio.com. To comment on anything in the news, you can visit the forums or call the voicemail at 206-202-4WDW. In late 2007, as part of the Year of a Million Dreams, Disney announced that they were seeking out members of what would be a new panel of individuals who would help guests plan their trip in a way never before explored by Disney, by taking and answering questions in an online forum. And the most intriguing part of this was that the people answering the questions weren't going to be cast members or people from the travel industry, the marketing team, or Disney Salesforce. No, they were real-world moms and dads like you and me. Well, I mean, obviously I'm not a mom, but the dad part applies to me, who not only shared a passion for Walt Disney World, but were really the, the experts to their friends and families. So the first Disney World Moms panel was formed, and in 2008, the 12 moms on DisneyWorldMoms.com answered questions from visitors all over the world and offered tips and insights for vacationing at the Walt Disney World Resort. They offered practical advice from real moms who have taken their families to Walt Disney World for years. They help plan vacation for others. And they also offer tools to help making booking people's trips easier and more fun. And this year, they're doing it once again with a whole new panel of moms and, yes, even another dad. So today, I'm thrilled to be joined by some of the members of the 2009 Walt Disney World Moms panel, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much for having us. Did Perfect. You it, it, <laughs> I'm so happy to have you guys here. And uh, I really think listeners are going to enjoy getting to sort of virtually meet you, um, as it were. And maybe the, the best way to start off is by having some of you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, in no order other than, Doug, I'm sorry, ladies first, of course, uh, let's start off with Margaret. Oh, goody, I get the first spot. (laughs) (laughs) Gives everybody else a chance Uh, to practice. (laughs) Well, I am Margaret, and I am from a suburb just outside of Chicago called Oak Lawn. Um, I am a full-time career woman who has been married for 15 years, and I am raising three rambunctious boys, uh, ages 12, 8, and 6. And luckily, I married someone who loves Disney almost as much as I do. 
So I've been extremely fortunate to um, be visiting Disney World for many, many years. We are now approaching our 40th trip, and we've been there for a lot of the holidays and different resorts, and I'm just really thrilled to be able to have this opportunity to share my knowledge and, and to help people make their Disney vacations that much more magical. Awesome. And, and we, I think we share a little some other commonality other than our passion for Disney. You are a paralegal, correct? I am a paralegal. That's correct. I've been uh, with the same law firm for almost 11 and a half years now. I really enjoy it. Wow. And you know, it's so funny because it's a far cry from doing the Disney thing, isn't it? It, it very much is, <laughs> yes. I actually started down the path to be an attorney many years ago when uh, children came in the way of law school, and so paralegal was the closest thing I could get to, and, and I love it. It's, it's another thing that I really enjoy, but uh, a far cry from Disney World, although they have paralegals there, you know. That's true, but you know what? It might take away from some of the magic. What you're doing uh, is a lot cooler, uh, I think. <laughs> it is, it is. Great. Margaret, thank you so much, and uh, why don't we move on to Jody? Hi, I'm uh, I'm Jody. I live right outside of Boston, so it is very cold here still. Um, I've been married for a little over eight years, and I have a two-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. Um, I do work part-time outside of the home. I'm actually a director of finance for a nonprofit company, and my husband and I always went on Disney vacations when we were kids, and so it just makes perfect sense that we would continue that tradition with our kids. So we've been going, we've gone a few times with our kids um, since they were really little, and obviously they're still um, pretty little, but they've come to be uh, expecting our annual trip, so we have lots of fun with them. So again, Jody, you and I also share many things, two young children and hating the cold weather right now. (laughs) (laughs) But Anna, we have a lot in common, and Anna, before you get into, into describing yourself, I have a couple of questions for you. Because I okay. see that you're originally, you're a Jersey girl. Welcome. I am. But you're originally born in South Philly. So my questions are this. Yes. Pats or, Pats or Geno's, wit yes, whiz or without whiz? Wit whiz. <laughs> whiz wit or whiz without. <laughs> and I, welcome. I do, I do without. You do without. Okay. I do without, yes. Whiz without. We're talking about Cheese Whiz at, of course, the legendary Philly cheesesteaks from Pat's or Gino's. I went to Villanova. I frequented, frequented Pat's or Gino's uh, many times, and I have the physique to prove it. So, Anna, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself other than your love of cheesesteaks. <laughs> well, I do live right outside of Philadelphia, about 10 minutes from Center City, Philadelphia. Um, I'm mom to three daughters, and as much of a challenge as I think it is to raise three sons, three daughters is a pain in the butt. Um, I've been married for, it'll be 18 years next week, um, and we have been to Disney World, uh, including our honeymoon, over 200 times. But we did have the fortune of living in the Orlando area for a long time, so that certainly helps boost that number a little bit. I'm a freelance writer, so I do that part-time, and I raise my daughters full-time. Yeah, I can imagine three daughters clearly being a full-time job. I, absolutely, especially <laughs> the teenager. The little ones, not so much, but the 17-year-old, that, that really consumes your life. I, you know, my daughter is five going on 35, and I'm just dreading the <laughs> next seven, eight, nine years at this point. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Those are the easy ones. It's the 16, 17 age that, that really, you, you realize that you're not as smart as you thought you were, but I hear it gets better, so. 
I hope so. I just passed the point where I can no longer spell in front of my daughter. Now she knows what I'm talking about. So. Oh yeah. But uh, but next on the list may you know may Anna she may come back to you and say you know what raising three young boys is equally as challenging. And that is the the self-proclaimed walking encyclopedia of all things Disney. I love that. Jackie. Okay, well, I have to start out with my proverbial, hey, y'all. I haven't got to say, hey, y'all, for a while. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's Jackie. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and let you know a little bit about myself, which includes the walking encyclopedia part. I'm from a suburb outside of New Orleans. I've got my three boys, which, Anna, I will totally hand it to you. Boys are easier than girls. I don't have to put bows in hairs or deal with heartaches or any of that yet. So I'll give you the difficulty with the girls. Uh, married to my high school sweetheart, work part-time, and full-time obsessed about Disney World. I, I love your site, Lou. I visit many, many websites daily, checking out, you know, always learning new things about Disney. Love to see all the new trivia. Love to see new pics that come up. Um, so, so full-time mom, full-time Disney fan, and part-time outside of the home. Awesome. Well, I love all of you guys so far. And Jackie, a little plug for Disney was, was you know, for my stuff was nice, too. <laughs> but uh, last and, and certainly not least, a, plug. <laughs> uh, a man who's grown up all over the world and not just Disney World or World Showcase, the, the dad on the mom's panel, Doug. Hey, Lou. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm Doug. I'm from Carmel, Indiana, which is a suburb of Indianapolis, and I... Um, I work in the computer technical publishing industry. I am just celebrated my fifth anniversary, and I have uh, two little girls, three and one, uh, gorgeous little things. And I am extremely proud of the fact that I am, in fact, the least attractive mom on the panel. (laughs) I mean, if let's just put it this way. When you see me in a dress, and people have, it is not a pleasant, pleasant sight. You know, Doug, I was going to say, I've seen your picture, and, and you're a handsome man, but now that you talked about being in a dress, I'm just going to let that go, and we will move right on. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I, I am wearing makeup in that picture, and I, had, and I had 15 sisters who helped apply it, which was a little bit scary. Well, Doug, you are in, in wonderful company. You are You may be the luckiest man alive to be surrounded by the beautiful women that make up the rest of the Disney Moms panel. Oh, thank you. you are absolutely correct. And uh, and speaking of what, how many moms are, and dads? I'm just going to say moms from now on. Doug, you know you're included in that. How many moms are on the panel this year? Sixteen. Sixteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they they added sixteen moms this year, uh, and we've been very fortunate that Kim Lapaglia from last year's panel has stayed on as uh, a specialist dealing with. Um, uh, cruise line questions so those folks out there who have questions about the disney cruise line should definitely come visit us as well it's not just for walt disney and we also have a lot of the 08 moms who are taking turns throughout the year being on the panel so uh right now we have brie and aaron and every now and then we hear from some of the others like kara and uh some other folks jumping in we hear from beth every now and then as well which is really exciting for us to hear from the uh, the trailblazers who who blazed the path for us last year. Yeah, I had a chance to to talk to a bunch of them and meet a lot of them throughout the year last year, and, and they are wonderful. And it's great that they're there to sort of help you guys along the way and maybe uh, talk to you about some of the, the 
challenges they ran into and some of the things that they did. So uh, it's nice that Kim is staying on, too. I almost said Kim's like the grandma to the mom's panel, but that probably would not go over well. So she's sort of the the fairy godmother, we'll say, to the mom's panel. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> I learned early, ladies, you see. I know exactly That's what to good. say. <laughs> so, I mean, first and foremost, I gather from all of you that you, one thing that you probably have in common is that each of you was kind of the the uber geek amongst your friends and family, and you were the people that not only went to Disney every year, but you were the people who were planning for for everybody else around you. Definitely, you know. Well, I, think, I think Jackie is a bigger geek than the rest of us. I really <laughs> am nerd of the group. Yes, so I think this is helping my cool mom status. I, I've, you know, I, I'm not quite as embarrassing to the boys now that I've, you know. You know, I've met David Cook now. I mean, how, you know, can I get any cooler than that? Yes, because I met Carrie Underwood. So from a guy's perspective, come on, Doug, work with me. <laughs> Carrie Underwood, a lot cooler than David Cook. <laughs> Scoreboard, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I keep saying, kind of, I have I no idea what she's... Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I think Go it's ahead. kind of funny, though, because, um, you know, everyone seems to kind of... Like, I didn't think I was selling myself as the person to come to for Disney questions, but... My friends certainly spread the word enough, and you get calls and emails from people you know you never knew who have questions for you, and and it's fun, but it's it's kind of funny how the word spreads quickly that you're the person to go to. It definitely does. You know, Lou, I don't think anybody put it better than Kara uh, from the 08 panel when she was being interviewed on your on on your show last year. And actually, that's how I heard about the panel was through the wonderful podcast that you're doing. Uh, is uh, Kara said. Disney is her team. You know, at the water cooler at work, people talk about their high school team and who's, you know, they know the names of the players on the college team they root for, or the pro team they root for. Disney is her team. And, you know, she's the person people are like, they go to for the Disney stats, if you will. And that, I think that really captures that that's, you know, that's our team that we root for and that we know way more information about than is really natural or healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you talk about the people that, you know, we say that they get it or, that, or they don't get it. And then there's that whole nother level of Disney enthusiast, as I like to say. Um, but a lot of you, I mean, not all of you were, you know, like my kids, brainwashed since birth. Some of you guys became fans a little bit later on. Margaret, you, your first trip was at 19, right? It, it was. So and that actually, was last I wasn't year. alone. I had a girlfriend that had moved from this area down to Florida with her family and had invited me to come and visit her on spring break, and I stayed at her family's house, and we actually drove to Disney, you know, two or three times that week, and and I was kind of hooked then, and and went back a couple more times with friends on my own, but was doing it casually up until the time I was, you know, in my young adult life, and and my husband and I went for the first time when we got engaged, so I, I was a latecomer. My my family, you know, never went to Disney when we were little, but I was hooked pretty quickly. Well, I think that's great because I, I tell people all the time that, you know, the people that look at you funny when you say you're going to Disney again, that, you know, it's not all about Dumbo and it's not about only taking your four-year-old to. You went the first time during spring break. And I mean, I know when I was going during spring break when I was much younger, my friends were like, wait a minute, spring, you know, spring break is for Cancun and it's for here. And I'm like, no, I'm going to Disney World. Exactly. Yep. And it was probably the best spring break I ever had. I mean, it was nice to see an old friend, but... Um, I don't know, something about walking through those gates and seeing Cinderella Castle for the first time was something I'll always remember. It was it was a great memory for me, and it was something I was glad to be able to take and share with other family members and, and certainly my children. 
same here. And and look, I mean, I didn't date very much, obviously, because I was going to uh, Disney World instead of Cancun. But um, but I have the memories to take with me, and and now we get to do this. So, but uh, a bunch of you talked about spending time uh, online. I'm sure all of you kind of you read all the books and you go on different you know websites. And what about other communities? You know, now you sort of have the moms community. Did you frequent other communities or maybe listen to podcasts? And ladies, there's only one right answer to that last part of the question. <laughs> there are other podcasts about Disney. Ah, uh, you see, Doug, you're moving way up on the on my list. <laughs> I I think quite a few of us were fans of uh, of the Diz boards. I personally was it was a huge passporter person, and I still am. I really enjoy passporter a lot. So, and, and what was it? you know, that made you want to be on the mom's panel? Maybe how did you first hear about it? And what made you say, you know, this is something that I would really like to do. Um, what about you, Jody? Why don't you start off? Well, I had heard about it. Actually, it was um, after last year's panel had started. I think um, I had heard about them. And so um, it was either through a newsletter or somewhere I heard that they were looking for a new batch for this year. And, you know, I, I just... Um, I liked the idea of being able to help other families. Um, you know, I've, I've known some people who have gone down to Disney without really a plan and been disappointed to find that they couldn't get the reservations to restaurants that they wanted to eat at, or maybe didn't know which rides to visit until the very end. And so, you know, I think people, especially, especially given the economy now, you know, people don't have money to throw away. And so if they're going to spend time on vacation, why not maximize that time and, and really plan ahead of time to know exactly what they're going to do? And I just really wanted to help people in that. What about you, Jackie? Well, you know, I, like we all said, we're all Disney nerds, and we're always always been, you know, in our family's eyes, the go-to person for Disney. But when I saw it, again, I was like, Jody, it, the 2008 panel had already been chosen, and it was about time for the 2009 members to start looking for them. And, like, actually many of us, we've all discussed this, we didn't tell our husbands until we made it past that first cut because we're all kind of embarrassed that, you know, we're, we're self-professed Disney experts, and if we hadn't made it past that first cut, we would have been a little embarrassed to tell our significant others. But um, I know I personally didn't tell my husband until I made the first cut. Uh, and then, you know, the second one came around, and you get a little bit more excited, and, you know, it's supposed to be a little bit more real. And then by the time we had, you know, our phone interviews, I, I don't know that I've ever been more nervous in my life. I had all my note cards spread out <laughs> everywhere. And, you know, all of these questions, all these answers, pre, you know, all in my mind, everything I was going to say. And, of course, once the phone rang, I, my mind went blank. And I thought I'd blown it. Like, I think a lot of us thought that. We thought we'd blown it. There was no chance we were going to make it. And then when we got that phone call, it was just surreal. And then to be a part of the panel, but then also, we're all freakishly close. We're all on Facebook, and we talk to each other, like, what, at least two or three times a day on Facebook? And so, yeah. you know, it's, there's the mom's panel fun part of it, but there's also this amazing group of women and, and men who, you know, I don't know what we're going to do next year when we don't have, you know, it becomes so close. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's really been a bonus having you know such a great group of people to work with. What about you, Anna? How did you um, how did you first come to find out, and what was that sort of process like for you? Um, I learned about the panel actually through the Mouse for Less list. Um, I've been a member of their community for a few years, um, and the process was really stressful for me. I I 
started to doubt everything I thought I knew about Disney World, and <laughs> um, I really panicked. I didn't think that, that I would measure up to um, the 08 moms who seemed to know everything inside and out. Um, the main reason I wanted to be on the panel was to prove to my family and friends that I'm not as crazy as they all think I am. There are people with as much interest and knowledge about Disney as I have. Um, so for me, this has been a real justification process. And really for you, proving the point that there are people who are crazier than you out there, like people that talk to themselves for an hour and a half a week, um, you know, on podcasts. So. Exactly. <laughs> And Doug, now, you know, you hear Disney World Moms panel. Were you inspired by what Bread did last year, sort of breaking the uh, breaking the mom mold and, and being the dad on the on the group? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I actually heard about it on on your uh, podcast. I was I exercise once a year. I was on the treadmill walking <laughs> at lunch and everybody on the other treadmills looked at me like I was nuts because I was talking to myself. going, Oh, I should have done that. If only I'd known. Oh, I got to do that next year. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of where I heard about it. And uh, normally I would have had that experience mowing the lawn, but uh, just had one of those breaks. And and for me, you know, the real allure to it was I just it's what we all do. I mean, we all talk. We're the we're the kitchen table brigade. We're the people who are constantly sitting at our kitchen table with friends who've come over for dinner, and the families have gone into the living room, and one of the parents has stayed with me in the kitchen, and we're pouring <laughs> over maps, and we're talking about places to go eat, you know. And not that you'd understand that, Lou. There are restaurants at Disney World, <laughs> um, you know. And you're you know you're like, oh no, this ride is perfect for your family, but this one's going to scare little Timmy, and you know, and and uh, and I thought this is just you know, I can do that a couple days a week, if that, but this way I can do it, you know, 15, 20, 30 times a week and, and help more people. And, and it's really fun. And, uh, it's just, that was what really captivated me is it's so much fun when you get that response of people who said, you know, they had an awesome time and that your little tip helped them. And, and even though we don't necessarily hear that back from the consumers, we actually do get some emails where people say, you know, you totally made my trip. Thank you. And then, of course, they're asking another question for their next trip. So it is just the most amazingly gratifying experience when you get that kind of, uh, you know, help somebody with something like that. Right. And I always say when you love what you do, love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And the the panel is great because it really... You know, calling it a, a discussion forum is a bit of a misnomer because it really is, it's more like that one-on-one -on -one question and answer where people get to ask you, the, the experts, uh, their specific question, but the answers get shared with everybody. And Absolutely. I mean, that's got to be great. But what about, you know, when the questions come in, how do you go about answering them? Um, do you answer them? Do each of you have a specific interest or you just sort of grab them from the pool? How do you choose which ones maybe to answer or not answer? Jackie, well, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know who to, to pick first. <laughs> I don't want to seem like I'm playing favorites. But. You know, we usually just, there's a huge pool, and, and I do have to toot our own horn that our numbers are skyrocketing. We've got so many questions, so much great response from everyone um, that really, we, we've got, there's so many questions to answer. We, unless someone directs a question directly to us, which they have the option of doing, um, also, it's a very great tip if you want your question answered pretty quickly, direct it to somebody, the specific person, and we tend to, at least I do, answer those questions first, the ones that are sent to me directly. Um, but really, we just kind of scan through them. Um, if we have a certain area of expertise that, you know, I tend to gravitate towards the boy-related pirate cruise, anything, 
you know, boyish, I tend to grab those. Um, we have one mother on the panel who um, has a son with some special needs, and she's wonderful with helping um, those types of questions. But I think it's, it's really just kind of a, if we see one that we know the answer to, that we want to answer that, maybe we want to do a little research on it because we don't know the answer, which, by the way, we don't know everything. <laughs> by a long shot, we don't know everything. You know, so there are lots of times when, you know, when we're making phone calls and we're pulling up certain websites, uh, you know, researching books and doing everything. And, you know, so we, we kind of get, get our hands dirty doing the work. But I think it's really just kind of a, just kind of, we just kind of pick and choose there. Try to get as many answers as possible. You actually bring me to a question. You know, when you do get some of these questions and you don't know the answers off the top of your head, which is probably rare, I'm sure, you know, do you consult a variety of resources? Do you go to Disney? You know, are you able to go to Disney and say, hey, I, I want to make sure I'm getting the right answer to this question and, and sort of have a go-to person? Anybody we do have we do have contact people through Disney that we work with that we can <clears throat> go to and ask, you know, if we're just really, I guess, kind of lost or we need to verify something. But w- one of the great and they and they completely open that like, you know, they, they're very welcoming about that and they want us to go to them to verify things if, if we're really lost. But one of the great things about the panel is it really is our expertise and our advice and, you know, parents just like the person asking that have been through these situations. So they try and keep themselves removed from giving us any sort of guidance. They want it to be our personal, you know, our personal experiences. Um, But if we really just don't know how a system works or if a restaurant is, is going to be part of, you know, a certain reservation system or something like that, there are contact people that we can ask and they will get back to us pretty quickly with an answer. But for the most part, it's, it's kind of up to us to bounce ideas off of each other and, and I know myself, and I'm sure quite a few of everybody else has made many a phone calls to Disney, uh, just random people, you know, a restaurant checking to see if a certain, you know, steak sauce is served, which we had to know recently, or, or you know, if, um, you know, or if uh, a wheelchair can fit inside this doorway, you know, we might have to call the hotel and ask, and, and we, we learn as we go, too. You actually make a great point when you talk about the steak sauce and even... Uh, wheelchair, because people need to realize that the questions can be very, very specific. They can be very, very particular to them. Um, It's not just, hey, what do you think the best restaurant is, or how do I save money here? Because a lot of times these answers will be relevant for a lot of other people as well. And even though you guys might not get to answer every single individual question that comes in, people can search, and there's a good chance that if it hasn't been, if, if their question wasn't answered, it may have been answered in the past and it's still searchable in the, in the database. You know, Lou, that's, right. that's a really important point, Lou. One of the things that I think all of the panelists would agree on is, if anything, we prefer people asking questions to err on the side of giving us too much information about their family wow. because, you know, we have people who will write in and say, we're coming to Disney World, where should we eat? And that's kind of a hard one really to field because, you know, there's budget considerations, there's age of of guest considerations. But when you have somebody who shoots in and they say, you know, I've got kids of this age, I have the following concerns, you know, that's that's really great. And the other thing is if there's not an answer on the website from Disney, we're able to recommend other places to go look. So, for instance, somebody's asking about a gluten-free diet. Well, you know, panelists, our panel, we're out there looking at a lot of places like your, you know, your books and, and, and other sites. You know, we can say, hey, you know, All Ears Net has a really great article on how to go through Disney World if you have a gluten-free diet. So it's really great to be able – we can give them that kind of recommendation too. 
right? And this is this is why I like the idea of Disney putting out this panel because although their Disney website has a, a, a great deal of information, especially the new revamped websites, and there are unofficial sites out there, uh, some of whom are some of which are a little more complete th- than others. You can't ask a website a question normally, but at the mom's panel, you can, and you know that you're going to get you know, a valid answer from people that obviously are in the know and obviously have access to the information as well. Right. One of the people, Lou, that we met during our training and we've had some contact with since made a, a great comment when he met us, and I thought it was so true. He said that when they were considering putting this panel together, the first thing that they thought of, or one of the things that they thought of was, you know, as a parent new to a town and you're looking for a pediatrician or a dentist or, you know, the best place to go for Taekwondo, you're going to ask other parents because they have children and and they're going to know. And he said that that was one of the main reasons for doing this is because as a parent, the best place to go for advice is, is to other parents. And it's a great forum for us to be able to share what we know with people who had the same concerns that we did at one time. And, you know, one of the things that they were very upfront with, and I don't think they'd mind me saying, was if we're, they really want us to express our opinions because that's what the, the people who are going to the website, they, they want an honest opinion. If they wanted a fact, they'd probably go, you know, directly to the Disney website. But they really want our opinions. They value them. So, if, you know, if, if there's a certain restaurant that I'm not crazy about, you know, Disney lets me say it. They're, you know, we've... You know, we have very, very few restrictions on what we're allowed to say. And I think that that's wonderful for us to be, ex- be able to express ourselves. So I think it's also great for the average person who's writing in, you know, who just who really doesn't know anything. And you know, they can get an honest answer from us. And, you know, we're not, we're not filtered that way. So I, I love that, and I respect this both for allowing us. I was going to ask that that exact question next, which was how much freedom do you have to answer the questions? Because people should know that they are going to be able to get, a, a, you know, the answer that they would get if they were talking to you, Anna, at the water cooler that they can get from the website as well. Yes, absolutely. We're we're going to give them our honest opinion, and you know, if again, if if there's a restaurant that we've been to that that hasn't been my favorite, or if one of my children has said, "Please don't ever take us back there again," that's the opinion that I'm going to give, and uh, we're we're grateful to have that freedom because it it gives um, it gives people the opportunity to know that they're not getting the whitewashed answer that they might get if they called Disney directly. They're they're going to, you know, like today I answered a question for someone who wanted to know where an inexpensive meal was because they're there on a budget. Well, I might tell them, you know, try Golden Corral off of Disney property instead of, you know, we'll go to one of the Disney buffets because you're still going to pay 25 or $26 for a Disney buffet when you might pay $12 at Golden Corral and, you know, your kids are going to be just as happy. So... We're glad for that freedom. You know, Anna, you had me at restaurant, but you lost me at Golden Corral. <laughs> yeah, it's not my I thought you were going to say the Golden Oak Outpost, and I'm, I would have been with you. Golden Corral, oh. <laughs> Anna, you and I have to go. You and I have to go dining at uh, at Disney World. I will keep you on property. I promise. I, I have dined at just about every restaurant there, and I had 300 pounds of weight carrying on me to to prove it. But <laughs> I'm scaling back a little bit. We'll eat light, I promise. We'll eat light and eat early, and and we'll walk a lot. (laughs) So so I'm sure you guys get, and and I can only imagine, maybe if any of you know, you know, how many emails you think come through a a week or a month, 
But along the way, and in addition to a lot of ones that are, are very much overlapping and duplicates, there's got to be some interesting ones. So a couple of oddball questions that you look at and you say, I've got to forward this over to so-and-so because this is just too funny. Any ones that you can talk about on the air that you just thought were, were a little a little off, a little odd, or just really ones that were memorable? Well, Margaret answered a question just yesterday about where you can go at Walt Disney World to make water. <laughs> yes, I did. And actually, we, you know, the funny thing is we try and make sure we don't skip any of them, but some of them are, are harder to answer because <laughs> we may not be sure exactly what they're asking. And, and the water one was kind of funny because uh, we talked about it and none of us were quite sure that we knew what they were asking, but we didn't want to see it not get answered. So... I gave it a go, and I don't. I still don't know if that's what they were looking for. But um, in case anyone's wondering, we don't know of any place you can make your own water at Disney World. So the question was really, where do I go to make water? <laughs> I was thinking maybe you could do a rain dance in the middle of Epcot and hold a cup. But I, I, um, I'm thinking maybe is this some sort of you know a, a term that's used overseas somewhere to to do something else to make water. It, it could be. I didn't even think of that. But, you, you know, and, and then fortunately, um, there's a, which this is a great time to let people know if they're writing in questions. There is a space limit on your question, um, just so you're not asking, you know, a million different things and the computer's running on and on. So there are times, if people don't realize this, that their questions get cut in half and we don't see everything. Or maybe they've worded it in a way where we don't understand the abbreviations and things. So we occasionally look at them and answer them the best we can based on what we think they're asking. But um, if you get an answer and, and you think that we're strange for answering that way, maybe it was because we didn't really know what you were asking us. And, and please redirect it and ask it again. We'll be happy to help. We just sometimes aren't, aren't sure what you're looking for. You know, Diane, yeah, I, a great question, Diane, um, at the beginning, about whether or not she could, someone could bring a hermit crab to Disney World. So, you know, we were giggling about it, but Diane really, she researched it. There was, we waited back for an answer, and, you know, it turns out can't, but uh, she gave it her all. She really gave a serious answer to it. I think that person appreciated the answer. Were they trying to get it in as, like, a, an assistance animal or just, you know, bring it <laughs> <laughs> Being a hermit crab, I'm not sure. <laughs> the final verdict was no, you can't bring a hermit crab into your room at Disney World. Now, whether or not mousekeeping was really going to notice, yeah, you know, but the official answer was no. Doug, I thought you were gonna you were gonna chime in with something. Oh no, I'm I'm uh, I, I only field easy to answer questions that require no research whatsoever. <laughs> Doug, Doug takes all the ones that have the yes and no answers. <laughs> Now, I, I would say that some of the most difficult ones, you know, it goes back to my thing about not getting enough detail, but um, the hermit crab one was good. I think, and this is not as funny, but <clears throat> what I'm amazed by is uh, the, the lengths to which some of the other panelists, and I, I won't include myself in this because I'm amazingly lazy, but uh, the lengths to which some of them will research things. We had uh, a question just the other day about a fairly serious medical condition for somebody coming to visit. And um, I can only imagine that it was at least three hours of hard, hard work uh, by one of the panelists to come up with an answer for this. And I thought, you know, this makes my flippant response to, yeah, go eat at Ohana. It's really fun and the view's great. Kind of seem pathetic in comparison. But uh, I'm, I'm 
constantly amazed and knocked over by how hard they all work at uh, at this and and how hard I don't work so but uh, and the other good thing Lou on a separate note is it's a wonderful I'm I'm very happily married but I've already been I've already been taken to a Purdue IU basketball game and Margaret and I are working on a Cubs game so it's become like a pseudo couples dating environment for me so <laughs> And by you, the have way, like your, lo- you have like your 15 Disney wives and then your one. It is. Life. It is. <laughs> Unfortunately, IU, IU lost and it was very hard explaining to Joe in England the, uh, the nature of a Purdue-IU basketball rivalry. I had to come up with appropriate related soccer comparisons from the UK. You probably but, spent more time researching that question than you did the Ohana or the Hermit Crab one. <laughs> well, you, you know, you asked what we specialize in and, and – the great thing is nobody specializes in anything too much, except for we do have a, that that one parent who's done such a great job with special needs. I think Disney doesn't want us to be henpecked in because the opinion Jackie provides one parent is going to be better for something than mine is because of her having boys and, and, and her situation as compared to mine. But I really like to spend a lot of time working on uh, questions for parents who come here as they go to Disney World as what they consider to be a duty. You know, they have to take their kids there. They're not really looking forward to it necessarily. And I really try to help them with, you know, suggestions of how they can have fun um, <clears throat> and how they can have, uh, you know, a good time and go on the, the thrill rides even with two small children like like I have, you know, things like Ride or Switch. Uh, but I think when you ask about the difficult questions to answer, one of the easiest questions for me to answer, it was more difficult to take the criticism afterwards, was when I answered a question about where somebody could breastfeed in the parks. <laughs> Women latched onto that in Facebook there quickly, and let's just say that that's a Facebook group uh, transcript that will be erased forever. <laughs> it's quite unpleasant and inappropriate. Well, I, I think I got the answer right. So then, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to. When I ask you about what your best tip is, please don't talk about the the best place to breastfeed. I'll leave that to somebody else. <laughs> but you know, I'm happy about the fact that you mentioned that they spent hours researching the question because it's a testament to the fact that you guys are doing this because you love doing this because you really want to help people no matter how you know bizarre or how specific a question might be or even ones that maybe that you and I and people that go a lot might think is just very pedestrian I'm like oh come on you know everybody must know this there are things that maybe we take for granted that, that you guys need to answer because not everybody coming to the panel knows to plan or make your reservations, you know, six months in advance to go and eat. That, that's exactly correct, Lou, because, you know, it's important for us, I think for me, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I think we all feel the same, to, to treat every single question individually because even though we may have answered ten times already whether or not Christmas will be busy, for that person coming to us at that moment, that's important to them, and, and we need to, you know, to treat that the same as we would have the first time we answered it because we want them to have that same personal experience with us. We want them to walk away knowing a little bit more to make their trip even, even better. Um, so I, I think we all really do a great job treating every single question individually. We take them very seriously. I, you know, I know a lot about a lot of Disney things, but I'll even second-guess myself and go back and look and think, I should recheck this just before I type it in because I don't want to tell someone wrong and, and, you know, and make their vacation uh, less memorable. And things change, too. Very much, yes. Which is why you guys need to, you need to learn 
research trip. Now, do, let me ask you, do you guys get to go down a lot, you know, to quote unquote research some of your questions? And if you're not, you should be. You, right, you need to. You need to start getting that into your vocabulary, honey. I need to go down and answer a question for the hey, panel. I need to go research, do some research. Yes, <laughs> we had a great training trip though in December, we where we, you know, got to meet everybody, and it was just a wonderful experience. And I think all of us wish we could go back and do it again. Every yeah. month, yeah. Every month, I absolutely. Actually- yeah, I actually just passed my husband's birthday off a, a couple of, well, about a week and a half ago as a uh, research trip. <laughs> you know, I told him it was, what what will you celebrate? We're, of course, celebrating his birthday, but it was an opportunity for me to check into some things I wasn't familiar with. And I, of course, backdoored it into the fact that it was the American Idol media event when some of the moms were down there. And I was able to tag along and see Jackie and, and some of the other moms and of course, I convinced him it was his birthday, but it, it was really to see the moms and, and to do the research. So we find every opportunity we can. Margaret, you can say it. You wanted to meet David Cook. That's all right. It's, we're all friends here. I got to ride the Tower of Terror with Sanjaya. So. That's right. The hair didn't get in the way, did it? No, no. He was actually quite funny. He was, night. He was actually very concerned. He had never rode before, and he was concerned that uh, he was going to say something inappropriate while he was on the ride. So (laughs) he he was quite sweet. It was fun. And just a quick aside, I am taller than David Archuleta. I just want to let you know. The rumors of my height being... uh... You know, Lou, I I do get to go down to Disney a couple times a year for research trips. Um, I have a hard time convincing my wife that they're research trips every time. But I have to say that the training that we went down that Jody was talking about... I learned more during that four or five day stay than any research trip I've ever done. And not from the Disney people who were talking to us, although they were helpful, but really from the other panelists. It was really great to hear more expert level experiences and, you know, learning all the way down to details like, you know, a particular entree at a particular restaurant that they didn't think was very good and why. And, you know, and then I went, tried it out and I'm like, oh, well, there's, there's a reason why, you know. So I really learned a ton mostly from the other panelists. And it was being used to being the person who people come to for advice, but I don't get a lot of great feedback from other people as an expert, you know, that was really helpful to me. You know it all, Doug. <laughs> I do think I do think I know it all. <laughs> Especially when it comes to, to breastfeeding your infant. Doug is the man. <laughs> yeah, Margaret mentioned I was very fortunate to be able to go to the American Idol press event and that was just unbelievable. But when I got home my husband was looking at my pictures and he's like, Well, you know, where's you know, where's David Cook? Where's Carrie Underwood? I took those pictures but there were lots of pictures that I took of, like, what, sna- what, what the snack options were at the Polynesian and uh, taking pictures of the Fast Pass kiosk and things that really, that I know that when I got back, that when people ask questions, I'll be able to say, oh, let me pull that out and see. <laughs> so a lot of my pictures were not so important to my husband, but just a lot of good, like, research-related types of things that, you know, that would only entertain someone like myself and the other panelists. Jackie, welcome to my world. This is why my <laughs> wife brings her own camera, because she got tired of seeing pictures of manhole covers and trash cans and little signs as opposed to, you know, my child meeting Cinderella for the first time. So We are kindred spirits, I can tell. So, And to that end, I, I, I could talk to you guys all night uh, about your experiences, about the panel. Uh, I, I think this is a great to sort of meet you this way. I would love the opportunity, hopefully, to meet you guys in Walt Disney World one of these days. Um, I certainly invite the listeners to go and meet you guys. Find out more over at DisneyWorldMoms.com. If anybody has a question, 
please go head on over there and ask it um, to the panel. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of you, Margaret, Jody, Anna, Jackie, my man Doug, uh, for coming on. And please, I, I invite you to come back anytime from time to time cover we could talk about some different vacation planning aspects on the show and uh thank you again. and congratulations to all of you oh, thank you thank lou you. so much it's trusted honors and ours the next podcast you'll have to talk to some of our other panelists and you'll have a whole entire different conversation you know, <laughs> you, know you'll, you'll never, you never wish you'd get with, with everyone else and we'll have to hand pick some other people to talk to you next time i look forward That's to it truly thank you so much thank, thank you. you guys yep. good night In the past, I've spoken about how Walt Disney World is a place not just for kids, but for couples and seniors, teenagers, honeymooners, and friends of all ages to enjoy time and time again. And I've also said about how accommodating the resort is to everyone, including guests with special challenges, evidencing the fact that Disney World welcomes guests of all shapes and sizes from anywhere in the world with open arms. And Disney's philanthropic efforts in giving back to the local and national community, as well as the granting of tens of thousands of wishes every year, are without equal and rightfully praised. But what many people don't know is that somewhat quietly, Walt Disney World welcomes, honors, and assists men and women who have served their country in the armed forces or other uniformed services, from a private resort to numerous discounts and an, uh, and an unfortunately often overlooked daily ceremony, Disney pays tributes to and helps serve those who serve by affording them a truly magical vacation. And joining me today to discuss some of these benefits and experiences firsthand is one of the tens of thousands of true American heroes, Staff Sergeant Mitchell Brennan. Mitch, welcome to the show. How are you, Lou? I really appreciate you you, uh, you coming on. And, and, you know, before we get started, I was saying to you before, you and I actually started corresponding like three years ago. Um, you sent me an email when you were when you were stationed overseas. That's correct. Yeah, I was uh, stationed over in Iraq at the point in time, and that we were having difficulties with the internet about downloading your podcast. So I started trying to correspond with you to see how else we could get it over there because I had a bunch of people that were listening to it. They were listening to you with me, and they were wanting to hear more and more about Disney, and we just couldn't get our hands on any of it. So. We unfortunately weren't able to get it while we were over there, but while I was an R&R at Walt Disney World, I was able to download all your past episodes, and then we brought it back, and then we had hours and hours of, of Lou Mangello and wonderful <laughs> Walt Disney World Radio. I just thought it was so very cool, and it, was, and it was honestly very humbling that you and other people were listening overseas, and I remember sending you, I sent you a package of something, and it somehow didn't end up in Iraq, it ended up in the Philippines, <laughs> so... <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, it ended up in the Philippines, and it was there for about three months, and then it finally got to us. And, um, you know, it was uh, one of your trivia books and signed by you, which we all basically, I think it's probably almost ripped to shreds just because so many different people were reading it and going, wow, this is really good information. Oh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. But you actually came to me with this idea, um, obviously, because you're a huge Disney fan. You've been there about 30 times. And it was great because you pointed out the fact that I think most 
people in the military, whether they're active or retired, probably don't know about a lot of the special offerings and discounts available or even, you know, the resort itself. Yeah, that's true. Is that, you know, most of the people that I come across and I start talking to Disney World about them is that they have no idea that these things are out there that are, you know, Disney does specifically for the military. Um, you know, the big one that I talk about, though, is Shades of Green, the hotel that's right across the street from the Polynesian that most people don't even know that's on there because they, they only see the sign and it's not normally on Disney maps. Exactly. And that's that's the first of really three things that we're going to cover. We're going to talk about Shades of Green. We're going to talk about what Disney is doing really as part of the What Will You Celebrate campaign. And then we're going to talk about something that really everybody should see and enjoy that takes place every day. And as I said during the intro, I think it's often, often overlooked. Um, but let's talk about the resort because I think you're right. I think people either don't know that it's there or as maybe they come out of the Polynesian, they see the shades of green and they don't really know what this resort is. And maybe people like myself who've been going to Disney since the 70s know that for a long time it was not known as shades of green. This was actually the old Disney golf resort. Yeah, correct. Is that It was one of the early, uh, early resorts that were open. It was the, you know, like you said, the Disney golf resort that actually opened in December of 1973. And it had about 125 rooms, and it's situated in between the Magnolia and the Palm Golf Course. So it was set up in like a country uh, country club atmosphere. It was very nicely themed that way. And so it was there from about 1973 to February of 1986, where they uh, they changed it over to the Disney Inn. And they changed the theme a little bit. They added uh, 150 rooms to make it 275 rooms, and they changed it to a Snow White theme. Yeah, it was a pretty. It was interesting at the beginning that Disney uh, saw the the opportunity to sort of create this, like you said, country club type atmosphere, and then they sort of Disney Disneyized it, Disneyified it by adding the Snow White theme and obviously the additional rooms when it became the Disney Inn. But in February '94, something very very unique happened, and for the first time ever, uh, the resort was leased out. The entire resort was leased out by the United States Department of Defense uh, and limited no longer to paying guests, but only eligible guests. And obviously at that point, it was also renamed the Shades of Green. Correct. Is that, that happened, and they changed it a little bit. They went back to the country club theme, and then they said, okay, we're going to make this a resort that the military service members can use and that it's a place they can enjoy and that it's uh, affordable for them to go to. So this was before the time that they started really coming out with the value resorts, but they were concerned about the military service members. So they did that. And uh, like you said, in February 94, they put made it in shades of green. And it was still staffed by Disney uh, um, cast members until the uh, military purchased it outright on January 12, 1996. So then it started being run by the, uh, the Morale, Welfare, and Recreation Department, MWR. And so then they started running it on, um, uh, in 1996. Right. And, it, and so, I mean, it, it's a it's a resort on Disney property, but we got to be clear, this is really considered to be an armed forces recreation center. And that's why regular guests who are not in the military or some of the other uniformed services, active or retired, cannot stay there. Um, it is limited only to people who are in the military. Maybe that we should talk a little bit, too, about who really is eligible um, to be able to stay there. Right is that eligible guests right now is active duty service members. It is uh, retired uh, members of the armed forces. It's current reserve and National Guard members. So if you're in the reserves or if you're in the National Guard, as long as you're on orders and you're activated, 
that basically when you come to work every day, you know, you're in the Army, the Navy, Air Force, Marines, uh, Coast Guard, is that you know, you're eligible to go. You just bring a copy, your ID card and a copy of your orders. And then also uh, civilian employees of the Department of Defense is that they're considered eligible guests also. Right. And, and, it, and I think it's great that, that they're able to keep it exclusive like that um, for the military and for some of these other, um, for the other servicemen and servicewomen. Um, let's talk about the resort itself um, and, and the rooms, because I think this definitely bears mentioning, because we talked about it. It was very, very small when it opened and it expanded and it was upgraded uh, throughout the years. But it now has about 586 rooms, uh, most of which are standard. But the unique thing about them, Mitch, is that these rooms are among, if not the very largest in all of Walt Disney World. Right, is that when, like I said, this was originally a Disney resort, and it was a deluxe resort, and that each of these rooms has 480 square feet. And they're, they both, they, all the rooms have two queen-size beds and a day bed, a sleeper sofa, so each of the rooms sleep five adults comfortably. There's room to maneuver, that, you know, every room either has a, uh, a balcony or a porch, and so you're, there's just room to spread out and enjoy their time while they're at the resort. Right, and just by way of comparison, we talked about 480 square feet, Average room sizes at the Grand Floridian, about 440. At the Polynesian, about 409. So you've got almost 80 more feet, or 70 more feet, really, than you have at, the, at a Polynesian resort, which is a big room. And that's why when you said it can sleep five, I mean, that's not a, a, a cramped five. That's a very, very comfortable five. That's exactly correct. Exactly. You know, I've gone down there with uh, my family of four, and that we've had you know, another guest come with us, one of the kids' friends or what have you, and that there's plenty of room, is that nobody feels... Like they're they're boxed in the room and that they have to get out. Right. And the other thing, too, is that in addition to the single room that the service person can reserve, you're actually entitled to reserve up to three additional up to three rooms at one time. Correct. That's correct. Is that you as the service member is that you can reserve up to three rooms and then your spouse, if you're married, can reserve up to an additional three rooms. So your family can reserve a total of six rooms except for the holiday season. Right. And then again, assuming that you, you fill up the rooms, if you have a large extended family, you can get, and we're going to talk about the rates next, 30 people into Shades of Green, um, really at, at discounted rates. And that's what we should talk about, really, because that's where some of the major discounts are going to come. Because the room rates here range from about $93 to $275. And again, if you're right. comparing apples to apples, Shades of Green versus a, a deluxe resort, you see where the savings is, are. Correct. Is that if you stay in a, a standard size room, and that depend, it's all depending on your rank and grade. But if you're staying in a standard size room, you can get them for as inexpensive as ninety three dollars. But for example, like I'm going down next weekend for the, uh, the Princess Marathon, and that the, I'm staying at the Polynesian because it's a place we've always wanted to stay, and that uh, we were able to get the room for three hundred and thirty dollars a night. And so we're well, like we t- spoke about before, though, it's just kind of, it's less square footage, and Shades of Green is a 15-minute walk from the Polynesian. So $93 versus 330 It kind of shows you the savings right there. Right. Now, one thing I, I do understand is that because the resort is relatively small, it does have a tendency to book up, especially during some of the busier times of year. But Disney does offer guests an opportunity to stay other places at, at with what they call an overflow rate, correct? Correct. Is that if the hotel is completely booked up is that you can get on an overflow rate list and that they will make a reservation through Disney for you and that they can put you in a variety of different resorts depending on what Disney has available at that time. Is that one time I went down and it was overflowed and I was able to stay at the Contemporary 
another time I made a reservation and that we were able to stay at the, uh, the French Quarter. So it, it really just kind of varies of where availability is, but it will always be something comparable to the Shades of Green. Right. And they also have a lot of different packages that are available. Um, I'm going to put a link to right to the Shades of Green website, but they have a Salute package and a Fun and Sun package and a Sunrise package that includes things like accommodations and breakfast and gift certificates. Again, all at discounts as well. And, you know, although the theming of the resort is not going to be the same as what you might get at a Port Orleans French Quarter or you might not get at the Polynesian, it still has a lot of the same amenities. It's got tennis courts, it's got swimming pools, a kid's pool, hot tub, fitness center, arcade, and there's also laundry facilities as well. Correct. And also, because it was a Disney hotel, it's the only hotel on property that has the Mickey Mouse pool. Oh, see that? I like how you threw the little bit of trivia in there. Also, that's a trivia question in the making. You know that, right? <laughs> so oh, yeah, that's where you, that's where you find the silhouette of Mickey Mouse. Again, too, because it's a full featured resort. It, there's also shopping. Um, there's a number of there's a convenience store. There's a gift shop. Um, there's also the um, there's also a number of restaurants as well. Uh, Mangino's is an Italian restaurant. The Garden Gallery. The Evergreen Sports Bar, the Express Cafe, there's the Eagles Lounge, there's, there's a, a cafe that has Starbucks coffee. I think for a lot of people that might be reason enough to go. Correct. Is that the Express Cafe serves Starbucks coffee, and that the um, the pub that they have, um, the name is escaping me. You just mentioned it though, actually closed down the beginning of February. Oh, okay. There you go. So, um, but no, they, and the, the rates are great at the dining as well as like the Garden Gallery is a buffet for breakfast and dinner. But the breakfast buffet there, including your drinks and that, is around $9 a person, and it's about $3 for children. And children at, uh, for there are considered 13 and below. Hmm. And then their dinner buffets are between 11.95 and 18.95, depending on the day that you go. Wow. So, again, I mean, you can just see comparing the, the differences in price. And, then, and Mitch, tell me, because it's a, because it's a military-owned base, um, is there any sales tax or hotel tax on the, the merchandise that you purchase there? or is No, there is no sales tax or uh, any of the other excise taxes that you would have down there. Is that the price that you pay or the price that's listed is the price that you pay. Okay. So you're, like the room you know, is $95, or, and then it's, that's what it is. It's just $95. So okay. it's um, for budgeting purposes for those people that are, you know, want to go visit Disney and they're on a budget, it's very easy to manage. And Mitch, in addition to all of the amenities that are available right at the Shades of Green Resort, too, there's also discounted rates for people who want to golf on property as well, right? Correct. Is it, it, the Shades of Green is, like I said, situated in between the Palm and the Magnolia Golf Course, both fabulous golf courses. And I recommend for any golfer to go out and at least play a round or two on each of them. But if you schedule a tee time after 10 a.m., is that you can get a round of golf for $55 a person. Now, in comparison... On normal uh, greens fees for at a normal tee time, the Palm uh, Golf Course is between $89 and $154, and the Magnolia is between $99 and $174. So depending on your season is that you're saving a tremendous amount of money to play golf where you know everybody else plays golf. You know, they hold a PGA tournament there. You know, Tiger plays there. It's a big deal. You know, just go out and have a great time. Right. And it's $55 and including the cart. So it's not just That's a, correct. Yeah. And a couple of things we should note, too, is that, number one, you, if you do want to book Shades of Green, you have to go to shadesofgreen.org or uh, call up the phone number. Again, I'll put all these links in the show notes. But there's advantages to staying there as well, in addition to the discounts. And one thing you shouldn't have to worry about 
is that you do get to, to take advantage of most Walt Disney World Resort Hotel privileges. So, for example, for purposes of things like extra magic hours, it is considered a Disney-owned resort, so you can participate there. Um, however, you cannot do Magical Express. Um, you can't do Disney dining. Um, and you also, if, if I'm right, you can't charge to your room charge in the parks? No, you, you can't charge to your room in the parks, except they do offer through the parks package delivery. Okay. So that, that's just one of those extra things that they're able to do, and that they'll, it'll be at the main desk just waiting for you to pick up the next day. Right. And then speaking of the parks, too, another advantage is that people who are eligible can also purchase discounted admission tickets for the parks, um, as well as other places in Orlando, but specifically Walt Disney World. Um, there are a number of different tickets, the, the Magic Away, Stars and Stripes tickets. Tell us a little bit about the, the different tickets available, and then maybe give us an idea maybe of some of the differences in price. Okay, so if you are uh, staying on Shades of Green property, is the fact that um, they offer a, spe- a special ticket, excuse me, a special ticket just for people who are staying at Shades of Green, and that this is a, a park hopper, and it also includes the water parks, Disney Quest, all of your like your magic and fun, but it's unlimited. Because that there's not, you know, like and some other tickets where you're only authorized five options, this is unlimited as while you're staying there. However, these tickets expire the day after you depart. So if you're there for three days, they're only good for four days. But for example, a regular ticket um, for the, the Magic Stars and Stripes is two hundred and thirty one dollars. For, that's, for, that's for a two-day ticket with everything, um, which is considerably less expensive than if you were to add all those options on on the regular like Disney website. Right. Now, they also, if for those people who are not looking for all those things, is that they have the ability that you uh, just buy regular standard day tickets. And those tickets are, I believe, a one-day ticket right now is $74. So, excuse me, right now it's seventy-seven fifty for adults, and then 65 for uh, for children. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's clearly a discount to be had. Um, and, it's about, and just like normal Magic Away tickets, the longer you stay, really, the more it sort of works to your advantage. I mean, staying seven days um, is almost as much as staying, you know, two or three days. Correct. Is that the seven-day ticket for uh, just a Magic Away, if you want a base adult ticket, would be approximately $224. And then for children, uh, $189.50. This actually sort of leads right to one of the other things that I wanted to talk about um, as part of things that military should, should consider about going to Disney World. Because we're, this year, Disney's campaign is what will you celebrate? We, we know by now that people who go to Walt Disney World on their birthday get in for free. Um, but what they're doing for America's military personnel, I think, is just spectacular because you don't just get in free one day you get a free multi-day admission to the parks. Um, tell us a little bit about the Armed Forces Salute offer. Okay, so the Disney's Armed Forces Salute offer, offer is that now through December 23rd, 2009, every active duty or retired service member can obtain a one complimentary five-day ticket with Park Hopper and Water Park Fun and More options, um, and that's for five visits for the Water Park Fun and More options. Um, activated members of the National Guard and Army Reserve are eligible as well. And so... You're, you get this, it's one time, five days, just go out, down and have a blast. And then service members may also purchase up to five additional five-day Disney's Armed Forces Salute Companion tickets. These are uh, five-day Magic Your Way-based tickets, but you can add on Park Hopper and or Water Park Fun and More option 
for uh, $25 per add-on. So if you want to do both the park hopper and the water park fun and more, it would be $50 in addition to the $99, uh, you know, because the base ticket is $99. Right, and, and that's, what, that's what I think is one of the best parts about this, because it, they're not just giving you, the service person, a break by giving you the free tickets, but a five-day ticket for $99, um, even just, you know, the, the single non-park hopper ticket um, for family members or friends, I think is wonderful. Yeah, it's a fantastic deal, and I, you know, I hope that uh, a lot of people are able to go and use it and just have a great time at Walt Disney World. Because uh, plenty of the people that I talk to, I'm in the Savannah area that are in, in the military. They really don't know that you know Walt Disney World's an option. They just think it's kind of out there, that it's expensive, that it's unattainable, and you know, it, it's really just right in the graphs and only four hours away. Right, exactly, and that's and that's really one of the big points of this is that trying to make people aware whether they're in the service or were in the service or know somebody who says, you know what, I, I just can't make ends meet. The last thing I, th- I think I can do is take my, my wife and my son down to Walt Disney World. You can, and you can definitely do it on a budget. The only thing I wanted to add on about the tickets is that the only thing that you can't do is you can't add on the no expiration option. Um, but again, for $25 for the park hopper option or for the water park fun and more option, again, still a great deal. And I think if you take advantage of a lot of these things, it can be very, very affordable uh, for you and your family to, to go down. Correct. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, Lou, is that with these tickets, they're base tickets, um, but it's the same way with, like, because you mentioned the expiration, is that they expire 14 days after their first use. Is that I know in the beginning talking to some people that did go use these, is that they were confused because what they were being told is that, oh, you can use these tickets now between now and December 23rd. And so they were, they were getting the impression that, oh, well, I can go one day now and I can go one day in May and one day in October. But it's still 14 days. Right. That's a great point. It's a great point to make. So, um, you know, the last thing, Mitch, I want to talk about is not necessarily – it is specific to the military, but it's also for everyday guests as well. And it happens every day in the Magic Kingdom at the same place at the same time. And – uh, it, I'm always, it, it, it's always bothered me a little bit that so many people don't know about this or don't take the time to stop and watch uh, this simple 10-minute ceremony, and that's the flag retreat in Town Square. Yeah, it, it's a fantastic presentation that they do every day at 5 o'clock. Um, you know, is that basically what somebody does is that they nominate or they request for their friend, their loved one who's a veteran, to basically become into the Magic Kingdom and be the veteran for the day. Is that you know they basically it's walk-in reservations only. You can go up to seven days in advance. So if you're there early in your trip, you you just come in and you say, I would like to nominate this person to be a veteran of the day. Uh, and if they don't have anybody, then at five o'clock they come they come in and they do retreat, which is basically the lowering of the flag for the day. And that this veteran is honored by Walt Disney World for his service. And it's a fantastic ceremony. Uh, you know it ranges from. The, uh, the voices of America being out there in college bands to the, the Main Street Philharmagic playing. And so it's, it's, you never know what you're going to get when you're out there because it could be a huge or it could be a small, intimate event, but it's, it's always well, well done. I cannot, you know, I cannot stress enough. Um, I think every guest should see this at least once, if not at least once uh, on every one of your trips. Uh, you know, pay respects to the flag and the service people there. Um, you know, I'm sure if you've heard me on the show before, I think all of whom are, are true heroes. And, and at the very least, we need to honor their service to our country. Um, again, it's free. 
it's it's a it's a it's a wonderful ceremony and there's a lot of music um and again something i can't stress highly enough i think people should go see so again there are a lot of benefits uh for for current and former military and their families to take advantage of Uh, for more information for pictures of the resort for phone numbers uh prices on tickets or to make reservations you can visit shadesofgreen.org again i'll put that link in the show notes uh mitch thank you so much for suggesting this and coming on the show and sharing your experiences for those active or retired military or people that who may know people uh that can take advantage of this um most of all i have to give you my sincerest and heartfelt thanks to you and Everybody who has served in the U.S. Armed Forces, I can only speak for myself when I say that the sacrifices that you and your family make each and every day are incredibly appreciated and certainly not forgotten. And it, it uh, it's my honor to have had you on the show. Well, thank you, Lou. I mean, I had a great time, and uh, hopefully this helps the people that you know who can use it. Awesome. And I hope I have the chance to uh, to meet you and shake your hand in Walt Disney World one of these days. It's time for this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Contest. First, thanks to everybody who played this week. You guys all did a great job once again on this week's questions. Hope you're having fun, and even better yet, hope that you're learning something along the way. So let's look back on last week's trivia questions, then we'll get to this week's winner. The first question was, where in the world can you find Officer Ralph Digby? And Officer Ralph is a Streetmosphere character over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Very funny. Definitely one of the guys that you should look for as you're walking around Hollywood and Sunset Boulevards. Number two, name the four character trails in Camp Mini Mickey. That was Forest, Arbor, Mickey, and Jungle. Third, the story of Expedition Everest takes place in a distant world and in a mythical village known as Sirkazong. And I asked you, what does Sirkazong mean? And translated, that means Forest of the Chasm. And I also asked you a bonus question and thought this one was going to be a little bit tougher. And this question was, Disney used to show movies on the lobby level of the Contemporary Resort back in the early 70s, around 72 or so. And I asked you, what was the name of the theater that those movies were shown in. And again, I thought this was tricky. A lot of you came back with Fiesta Fun Center, the Fiesta Theater, Lou, I Have No Clue, a variety of different things. Although the Fiesta Fun Center is where the arcade was, where the games were, where the snack bar was, the name of the theater itself was the Sunshine State Exhibitorium. As I said, I thought that one was a little bit tougher, but remember, you did not need to get the bonus question right in order to be put into the pool for potential winners, who, by the way, is going to get a calendar, a Main Street USA audio guide to Walt Disney World, a WDW radio show button, and a set of Dream Mickey ears. And this week's winner is Jonathan Clark, who unfortunately did not get the bonus question right. Jonathan, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, But again, you do get all the prizes, so please be sure and email me your address. I'll get those right out to you. Thank you again to everybody who played, whether you got them right or wrong or not. I hope you had a good time. And if you didn't win, that's okay. 
because I have another trivia contest this week. Let's go ahead. Let's see what your three trivia questions and bonus question are for this week's contest. First, one of my favorite live musical acts in all of Walt Disney World is the Notorious Banjo Brothers and Bob. Now, we know what the brothers play, obviously, but what instrument does Bob play? And look, sure, this is very easy to find, but what I really want you to do is seek them out next time you go to the parks and hopefully enjoy what Bob and the brothers do. Next question. What were the names of the boats that used to leave from the now-abandoned dock near the Haunted Mansion queue and travel the rivers of America? And number three. In Walt Disney, One Man's Dream at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and admit it, many of you overlook this attraction, unfortunately, there is a display case with a small figure that could be animated and was used to help design full-size audio-animatronics figures. Who was the model for that tiny figure, and what is that figure known as? And here's your bonus question. Let's see if you paid attention to some of the older WDW radio shows, because Ye old Christmas Shop in Liberty Square is occupied by three tenants, all of whom have a different trade or service. I want to know what's the last name of each of the shopkeepers and what is their profession? Again, according to story, what's the name of the shopkeepers and what is their profession? So quick recap, the three questions. Tell me what instrument does Bob of the Notorious Banjo Brothers and Bob play? What were the names of the boats that traveled the rivers of America and left from the now-abandoned dock near the Haunted Mansion queue? And finally, in Walt Disney, One Man's Dream, who was the model for the tiny figure that helped animators create the full-size audio animatronics? And what is that figure known as? And if you get all three questions right, your answers will be put into a pool. I will randomly select one winner who's going to get a 2009 Walt Disney World Trivia Page-A-Day Calendar, an audio guide to Main Street USA, and a WDW radio show button. And if you get the bonus question right, you will get an as-yet-unannounced bonus prize as well. So you have until 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, March 7th, 2009, to email your answer, again, one per person, please, to lou at wdwradio.com. Again, just one winner this week, of course, randomly selected, so it's more important to be right than to be first. So good luck and have fun. So I've been telling you for some time now that I've been working feverishly behind the scenes on a number of things for the show, and it's time for me to finally reveal what at least a few of those things are. And first, it's about change. And to me, change is always good. And in this instance, I think it's going to be great because change is coming to DisneyWorldTrivia.com. Go back in time a little bit with me. For more than five years, I've been running DisneyWorldTrivia.com, and the forums there really sort of grew out of just was sort of a brochure site for the books that I was writing. It's grown to have all the articles and the trivia and the forums. I tell you, we have more than 30,000 members there. Uh, It's just great. But 
during that time, like I said, the, the scope and the size of the site expanded. And then when I started the new podcast, I obviously launched WDWRadio.com as a companion site to Disney World Trivia. But as both of the sites grew, I noticed that people found themselves visiting the forums at Disney World Trivia, then downloading the show from WDW Radio, then going back to Disney World Trivia to read articles, then back to find links, then going back to post comments. Confusing and time-consuming, to say the least. So in order to make it easier for the readers and the members of both sites, the time has come to join the two forces under the same umbrella. And with that, I'm proud to announce that DisneyWorldTrivia.com and WDWRadio.com are going to be consolidated under one name and a completely new website at WDWRadio.com. Now, what does that mean to you? Not much. Simply that everything you formerly found at DisneyWorldTrivia.com is now going to be found at WDWRadio.com. The trivia, the games, the polls, the downloads, the forums, news, articles, blogs, improved shopping cart, and so much more is going to be found there. And even though the name is changing... Nothing else is. We're still going to remain the happiest forums on Earth. And don't worry, you're not going to lose any posts. You're not going to have to re-register or anything else like that. Everything else is being moved over so you can pick up right where you left off. Um, In fact, there's a lot more coming to the all-new WDW Radio website. First of all, launching this week, you're going to find an entirely new look and feel to the site, reflecting the single brand and the single name. However, with the new look, comes new functionality and new features. First, the site has been completely redesigned from the ground up. It's going to offer you easier navigation, easier ways to find content, but still retain a lot of the familiar aspects like the horizontal navigation bar. There's also now a new daily trivia tidbit right on the homepage. Uh, You're also going to be able to find the latest content much, much more easily now because it's available right there on the homepage. You're going to find the latest articles, news, podcasts, the latest forum posts, the latest photos from our new Flickr gallery and group, and the latest videos as well. And that's the other thing I wanted to announce, is that I am very excited about the fact that I am going to be launching a new series of videos for the site. So similar to what you may have seen with the T-Rex Cafe and the American Idol Experience videos, I'm going to be bringing you new videos on a regular basis, covering everything from touring the parks to reviews interviews, hidden treasures, trivia, so much more, even segments right from the studio where I'm going to answer email, showcase merchandise, collectibles, so much more. I've got a lot planned. The videos are going to be just a few minutes in length, I promise, but hopefully it'll be very fun, very informative, and very entertaining for you as well. But wait, there's still more. Uh, Obviously, I'm still going to be doing WDW Radio Live, where I broadcast live audio and video from my studio, and even right from Walt Disney World. That's coming very, very soon. But remember, it's not just a one-way conversation. You can log on, come to the site, and the channel allows you to join in a text chat where you can ask me questions, talk trivia, chat with other listeners, and just have fun. You don't need anything, just your web browser. Stay tuned to the show and to Twitter when the next live broadcast is going to take place. Or if you go to the website, just look for the On the Air box on the homepage on the right-hand side to be active. Or like I said, stay tuned to Twitter or Facebook for messages there as well. You guys have heard me talk about Twitter and Facebook in the past. Remember, you can follow my instant updates on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash Lou 
I post many times a day about what I'm doing. I often play games like the Where in the World Photo Challenge, right from Walt Disney World, the Finish the Sentence game during the week, lots more. Please come by, be my friend on Facebook, join the WDW Radio Show group there as well. Links to all of these are easily accessible right there on the WDW Radio Show homepage. Uh, there's a lot going on, but I promise you that is just the beginning. There's a lot more to explore on the new site, and I invite you to please come by, look around, kick the tires, enjoy. Of course, feel free to send me feedback. There's a comment form you can fill out right there if there's anything you want to comment on. But I hope you like the new site. I've been working on it for a long time, really trying to bring everything together to make WDW Radio really your Walt Disney World information station. Please stay tuned to discover that there's even more that I'm doing behind the scenes to continue to show you that there is more to explore at Walt Disney World than you may have known. So, and if you like what you see, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. I thank all of you, as always, for your support and for your friendship and for listening to the show. And I hope you're enjoying what I'm doing and what I have planned for the future. And speaking of the future, I said that there was more, and I wasn't kidding. In fact, I want to announce something else I've been working on for some time and really had a hard time keeping from you until now. Because I've been thinking for some time now about wanting to do other things to help stay connected with all of you, from doing WDW Radio Live to the meets of the month. But I wanted to do something else, something special with as many of you as I possibly could, and something that wouldn't just be fun and memorable, but a true one-of-a-kind experience in Walt Disney World that we could all enjoy together. And finally, it's here and I am more excited about this than I can possibly convey. Because later this year, we're going to have the chance to participate in something that not only have few people done before, but that not many can do now, and that, from what I understand, nobody else is going to be able to do afterwards. Because, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the WDW Radio Show is proud to be hosting a dinner and weekend unlike anything else as we have rented out the now-closed Adventurers Club for one truly final hoopla. That's right. We created a special package featuring exclusive discounted room rates and a private dinner event as we get the chance to celebrate the legacy of the Adventurers Club. We are going to have exclusive access to the club. We're going to be joined by some of the club's interesting characters, as they lead us down into the Adventurer's Hideaway and make us all honorary adventurers. This is going to be our last chance to possibly experience Babylonia and the Mask Room and the Treasure Room and so much more. And what's even better? We're going to be treated to our own private library show. Like I said, I am very excited for this because in what I understand is going to be the last weekend ever that the venue is going to be available for private parties, We've opened up the doors for a private buffet dinner and the show at the club on Thursday, September 24th, 2009. And why that weekend, you ask? Because it's also the weekend of the second annual Expedition Everest Challenge. I participated last year in what was an amazing experience because you get to run through Disney's Animal Kingdom at night. 
on a 5K run. Then you do the obstacle course. Then you top it off with a, an, an awesome scavenger hunt in the park, followed by a party uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Thus, we have the WDW Radio Everest Adventurers Weekend. I've been working with Becky Mankin, the owner of Mouse Fan Travel, who was able to put together a very special package for guests. Now, for the September 24th through this 27th, 2009 weekend, the package includes this. You get the private buffet dinner and the show at the Adventures Club on Thursday night, three nights at a select Disney resort, and a special gift. Can't tell you what it is just yet. And room tax is included. Now, we've also been working to put together special package deals on your choice of Disney Resort, and here's what we have to offer. Disney's All-Star Movies, standard room, for the three nights with the show and the dinner, and tax included, is from $250 per person. Pop Century is $285 per person. Port Orleans French Quarter, if you want to go up to a moderate, is $340 per person. Disney's Beach Club, run of the house, $455 per person. Or if you want to be close to Disney's Animal Kingdom for Everest Weekend, we also have rooms with Savannah Views at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge starting at $470 per person. Now, these rates are per person. They're double occupancy. They include all taxes, obviously subject to availability. You can also inquire about rates for singles or for adding a third or fourth guest who also wants to include admission to uh, the Adventures Club dinner. I should make a clear couple things. First, there will be a very limited number of tickets to the event. So if you're interested in going, I suggest you inquire now about rates and availability. Second, you have to book at least one night in the package in order to qualify for the Adventures Club event. Um, unfortunately, air and dining plans can't be added into these rates because it's a special contracted rate. Also, I need to be clear, no alcohol will be served at all at the Adventurers Club during the event. Um, and if the rooms and the packages aren't quite what you're looking for, you can contact Mouse Fan Travel. They'll work with you about customizing your stay, about dates and options and, and tickets, etc. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are going to ask me, I'm a DVC member, I want to book my own room, I have accommodations elsewhere, I live local. Note that we are required to have a group room block associated with the event, and therefore first priority for tickets has to be given to those guests who book a room associated with the group so that we could meet our minimum requirements. Now, that being said, assuming that space is still available once these requirements are met, we will release event tickets on a first-come, first-served basis. But be aware that the event cost is greatly discounted when you purchase it with a package, so you might actually benefit more from the discounts on the room and the ticket when you get them together. It's definitely the best deal coming as part of the package. Uh, again, limited number of tickets, limited number of packages available because of the event and the venue. Once the event is sold out, if you want to be put on a wait list, we can do that for possible cancellations. Uh, but as Becky likes to say, but wait, there's more, uh, because she just let me know this week that she and Mouse Fan Travel are also going to be making a donation to the Dream Team Project for every room that's booked in the group. And, uh, and big thanks to Becky and her team for doing that. So, like I said, super excited about this. Been keeping this up my sleeve and under my hat and everywhere else for a long time, and I'm happy to finally announce it. 
So if you've never been to the Adventures Club or if you miss seeing some of your favorite characters or want to have really what I think is going to be a once-in-a-lifetime private dinner in the club all to ourselves, then I hope you're going to join me for what's going to be an exciting, adventurous weekend as part of the WDW Radio Everest Adventures Weekend. Again, it's September 24th through the 27th, 2009. For more information, I have a special link on WDWRadio.com. That's going to take you right over to Mouse Fan Travel. There they have all the information about room rates. They can answer any questions you have and give you, of course, a no-obligation quote. I hope you can join us for what is going to be a memorable, memorable event and the start to a great weekend in Walt Disney World. So it is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that I say, Condoloosh! That's all the time we have this week. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Thanks also to my guests, Mitch Brannan and all of the Disney moms and dad. Visit the Disney moms panel at DisneyWorldMoms.com to meet the moms, ask a question, or search the answer database. If you have any questions for me that you want answered on the show, you can send those to Lou at WDWRadio.com. Or if you want to be heard on the air, you can call the toll-free voicemail line at 888 703 2171 or if you're going to be down in Walt Disney World and want to meet up the next meet of the month in March is going to be Saturday March 21st 2009 at 2 p.m. we're going to be gathering at Epcot's World Showcase in France near the bridge heading towards the United Kingdom we'll start at 2 we'll be there for a couple of hours so if you're late don't worry about it come by just say hello who knows maybe we'll take in some of the flower and garden festival when we're done If you are going to be able to make it down and want to let me know, you can either post over in the forums or you can post over at Facebook at the Meet of the Month page. I'll put both of those links in the show notes. But if you can't make it down, still want to kind of interact a little bit, I am happy to say that the next WDW Radio live broadcast is going to be Friday, March 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's when we'll start. I won't even bother giving an end time. Uh, probably until all of us collapse. We've gone until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning before. So again, if you're late, come on by. That is a real-time interactive video chat. I'll be broadcasting audio and video. You guys can come in, interact in the chat room, ask questions, whatever. You'll find the link to that right on the new homepage at wdwradio.com. I'll also be posting the link via Facebook and Twitter, the links where you can friend me up and follow me on those, again, on the home on the homepage and in the show notes. If you're interested in Celebrations Magazine, issue three is out, but you can still subscribe and get back issues over at celebrationspress.com. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, especially Mouse Fan Travel, Becky and her team over at mousefantravel.com. You know I give them my highest recommendation, and I'm really excited for what we're going to pull together for the Everest Adventurers Weekend. Also, go and visit allstarvacationhomes.com. They still have an exclusive discount for listeners where you can get a free rental car and $50 gas card. 
I stayed there just a couple of weeks ago, had an amazing experience. If you were following me on Twitter, I was posting pictures, posting updates from the home. Really, really highly recommend that. Don't forget, too, to come and visit the new WDW Radio website this week. I'm going to unveil it in the next day or so. Come by, check out the new site, the shops, the forums, where you can comment on and talk about the show with other listeners. And as always, if you like the show, please help spread the word and let others know about it. Review the show on iTunes. Very, very helpful. Come say hi on Facebook or join the WDW Radio Show group over there. And of course, thanks to all of you for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you on WDW Radio Live, meeting you down in Disney World, hopefully seeing you in September. Thanks again so very much for listening. As always, remember, keep moving forward. So until next time, I'll see ya. Hey, Lou, this is Jeremy down at Fort Knox. Hey, uh, just calling to see, do you know anything about uh, the Daily Flag Retreat for Veterans uh, down at Disney? Uh, how, how would I go about maybe getting that? Uh, to be able to participate. And, uh, hey, hope to see you at Star Wars Weekend, June 8th through the 15th. Uh, me and my family are going to be there. Maybe we can uh, hit Dumbo after dark. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. This is Sarah calling from the Magic Kingdom. And um, I'm here because my husband's here for a conference. And so I had the option to go to the parks by myself or not. And you were my inspiration of coming by myself because said that you've done it and it's not so odd to do and so I thought I'd give it a try and so I just thought I'd tell you that it's actually been kind of a fun day um, being able to just do whatever I wanted to do in the parks and enjoy myself um, and also wanted to tell you that I really enjoyed some of the um, refurbishments in the Haunted Mansion as well as in Pirates of the Caribbean because I haven't been there in years and since the last time I've been here they added Johnny Depp who knew so um, just wanted to say thanks again for the show, and um, and I've been thinking of you a lot as I've been here since the last time I was here. You weren't doing a podcast, um, and so I've been thinking about all the fun things that you have shared on the show, and like the smell of water and Pirates of the Caribbean and fun things like that. And I think I need some advice on where to have dinner in the Magic Kingdom um, and wanted to talk to you about food a lot, over and over. I keep wanting to talk to you about food. So, um, so anyway, so I hope you're having a great day. Thanks for the great show, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <coughs> hey Lou, it's Eric uh, from Vegas, uh, WDW Traveler 46, and we're not at Disney World, but we are at Disneyland today celebrating Jackie's uh, birthday. Uh, yes, she did get in free, which was great. Uh, however, um, we're uh, just about to get on the Haunted Mansion. It's uh, nighttime now, so we're doing the uh, the Haunted Mansion at night, which is we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. So, uh, you know, just want to say happy birthday to Jackie. Say happy birthday to yourself. Happy birthday to me. And uh, talk to you later. Thanks, bud. Talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Trista from Seattle. I absolutely love your show. I listened to Mouse Tunes years ago um, when you had that show on and was so sad when it was over. So imagine my delight when I discovered um, that you had started a new podcast. Anyway, I was just calling um, to brag about my husband, <laughs> who is listening. Hi, honey. Um, anyways, we went to Disney World for our honeymoon, of course, did the whole what will you celebrate thing. I lived in Orlando for a year and had the privilege of being a cast member for a short time while I was there, so 
knowing all the ins and outs of Disney, kind of took him around, planned everything out. We did all the romantic things, dinner at the California Grill, watched Wishes from the Balcony with our glasses of wine, and went on a carriage ride, and um, and then did all the fun things. Um, ate at Beaches and Cream, had Noe Jose, so delicious. Um, ate a, you know, Mickey bar at 9.30 in the morning in the Hollywood Studios for breakfast, which we got, you know, for free because we were there on our honeymoon, so... Anybody who goes there for what you celebrate, wear your little pins because you get lots of free food. We got a lot of free desserts, so definitely my recommendation. But anyhow, we had a wonderful time. We followed lots of tips that we've heard on your show, so that was great. And thank you so much for always answering everyone's questions about romantic and fun things to do. When we went to Disney originally, Tommy, my husband, didn't really know. He'd never been to Disney World. He went to Disneyland once a long time ago, and he knew I was a huge Disney fan, and so... He uh, he went there with me and just totally caught Disney fever and by the second day was talking about our next trip and should we look into DVC or another timeshare or, or how can we get down here in the next couple of years again. And so I was really excited about that. And when we got home, he immediately started listening to all the Disney podcasts I had, of course, including yours. So in the course of listening to these podcasts, he was picking up all these different things. And gentlemen, if you and your beloved love Disney and your Disney fans, then here's a really cool tip for you. Of course, we couldn't get down to Disney for Valentine's Day, it being a month after our wedding. So my husband instead planned a Disney date for us here in Seattle. And he took me around to all these different places that were like different places in Disney World. And of course, they can't be quite the same, but it was still incredibly magical and so sweet. He took us to a place that um, had a meal very similar to one of our favorites, at Epcot, and then we went to a candy store and ordered the exact same kind of apple that we always got at Goofy's Candy Store. Um, And then from there, we walked around uh, the city, and we're pretending it was Disney. Oh, look over there. There's, you know, we pointed the space needle, you know, there's the Eiffel Tower in France, and we were just being silly, but we were having so much fun, and it was like reliving our honeymoon. And um, so he did all these things, and then to cap it off, one of my favorite places ever was the Adventurers Club. I had good friends who worked there. I cried when it closed. Um, we came home and we rented a movie and he had gone online and found the recipe for the Kungaloosh drink and he made it um, for me as a surprise and brought it over and handed it to me and said, Kungaloosh! And I taught him the little hand signals and it was just so sweet that he, he'd never even been to the Adventurers Club. But gentlemen, just a tip, you can do a very romantic Disney date even if you can't go to Disney World. And, of course, I also got a stuffed Mickey with a heart, uh, a Valentine's Day gift, and he's sitting on my bed. So I just wanted to share that with everyone and maybe inspire somebody some ideas to things that you can do if you can't make it out to Disney World, but you want to have a, a Disney date or a special Disney holiday, there are still things you can do. Use your resources, get online, find the recipe for a Kungaloosh. Um, but that's it. That's my story. Thanks, Lou. You have an awesome show, and I hope that that inspired some gentlemen out there to treat their ladies to a Disney night out. Bye. Lou, I was just listening to your uh, February 1st podcast, and you were talking about the uh, best things at night at Disney World, and I was one of the people screaming into my iPod, uh, this is PC Fraley from Atlanta. And uh, one of the things you left off your list was Fort Wilderness, which is fantastic at night. You have the campfire program where you can go watch the movie and, and uh, sing along with Chippendale and uh, the campsites look great lit up at night uh, it's just got a great ambiance it's by far my favorite place to visit uh, out of the parks at night so I had to reprimand you for leaving off this uh, hidden gym thanks for all the great work and a fantastic show